You're listening to media from University Lutheran Church and Student Center. We are a multi-generational, Jesus-centered community of Scripture, faith, and grace located in Tallahassee, Florida, on the campus of Florida State University. To learn more and to get connected to other resources, please visit universitylutheranchurch.org. We hope that the next few moments are a time when God speaks into your life by the power of His Holy Spirit about His Son, Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One who comes in order to give us a hope that causes us to stop and look for hope outside of us. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I don't know how many of you have worked with children, especially sort of groups of children, uh, but if you have, the scene in this morning's gospel lesson may sort of ring a little bit familiar. It rang familiar to me as I read it, and I I thought about it, and and I, I went back in my mind to a moment when I was in high school and, and it was over summer and I was lifeguarding at the YMCA and uh, one of and usually lifeguarding at the YMCA was pretty cush job you know you just kind of sit around you watch people swim laps pretty good uh, except for the fact that over summer they had day camp. Oh, man, day camp kids were horrible. Like, these were the kids that their parents did, didn't want them around, so they sent them to us. And so, uh, so day camp was there, and day camp, several times during day camp, I had this thing happen to me where all of a sudden there were two boys, and it was always boys, and they were, you know, either they had already thrown punches or they were getting ready to throw punches, and I had to move in between them and push them apart and say, what's going on what happened and then they would go about that thing of telling me oh well you know he he shoved me he told this joke about my mother he did whatever and then we would have to kind of work through the conflict resolution part of that that didn't involve you know bloodying the other guy's nose well, that gets you set up for, this, uh, for, for your entrance into this morning's gospel lesson, which, by the way, is a massive leapfrog. Um, uh, last week, we were reading in Mark 7. Uh, today, we're reading in Mark 9. So that means that we jumped over a bunch of stuff. Uh, and so here's some of the stuff that you missed. The place where Jesus is coming from, when it says that when he was coming to them, is the Mount of Transfiguration. So uh, Jesus has, has gone up on this mountain He's he, with three of his disciples, uh, his three inner core disciple folks. Uh, so uh, Peter, James, and John, uh, they all went up to the mountain. And if you remember Transfiguration, and the reason that we don't read it now is because it happens right before Lent. Uh, uh, and so uh, the, what's going on here, though, if you can remember all the way back to that story, is, is that Jesus transfigures before them. He, he gets really bright and shiny. It'd be kind of like if I took one of these lights, turned it around on you, and you'd be like, oh, that's what Jesus looked like. That's the moment. And, and so in that moment, these disciples have seen Moses, they've seen Elijah, they've seen Jesus transfigured before them, and they're coming down, and everything is really great. And it's just like Moses, when he came down from the mountain, after meeting with God, he comes down from the mountain, and he sees that stuff is broken. 
For Moses, that was, you guys made a golden calf? What? Okay. Let's deal with that. And here, it's another thing. And so here what you've got is sort of this, you know, this sort of middle school locker room scene that is happening between the remaining nine disciples and the scribes. And so Jesus and his three disciples are walking down from the mountain. They see this thing happening. They see these two groups of people that are likely yelling at each other. Jesus calls it arguing. Um, and, and so uh, they're, they're yelling at each other. They're, they're in this argument. Uh, and, uh, and Jesus walks in here. There's a crowd forming around them, just like in that middle school locker room. And all of a sudden, Jesus is there and he says, what are you arguing about? And into that moment, we find out what they're arguing about. So what they're arguing about is this man who says, I brought my son to your disciples, Jesus, in order that he would be healed. He would be cleansed of this demon who gives him um, a, a, what appears to be sort of epileptic seizures. And, and he, he says, I brought him to you and your disciples, well, they couldn't do it. And that, I think, gives us a little bit of, of a, an insight into maybe what they're arguing about. Because I, I think we've sort of been there at times. We, we've been there at times where, you know, we feel like we've, we're doing the right thing, whatever the right thing is, and yet the right thing, oh, it's not working. And so the disciples, they've already been sent off on, on these little missions where they have done things like casting out demons before, and yet they're pulling that same kind of stuff, and they're ending up with a, a different outcome. It, you know, before they were like, be gone, and the demon was gone. And this time they were probably like, be gone, and the demon was like, not doing it. And they were like, oh, no. I tried what I, I knew to do, but it's not working. And then the scribes, huh, the scribes saw it. And, and we've probably had those moments too, where we've been frustrated because we're doing the right thing and we're not getting the right result out of it. And somebody else who disagrees with the way that we do stuff says, well, the reason that you are experiencing failure is because you're not doing this the right way. If you did it my way, you would experience success. And, the, and, and most likely, the, the disciples are, are, you know, they're sort of defensive about that. They're saying, why? Well, your way isn't right either. I don't like your way. I wouldn't do your way, even if it resulted in success. And we know what that's like. We know what that's like to kind of dig our heels in on either side of that. You know, some, sometimes we're kind of playing the scribes where, where we're going into other people's lives and we're like, well, you know, if you just, you know, if you just believed in Jesus, your whole life would be better. And, and the people that we're talking to are like, uh, I, I don't want to do that. Or sometimes you know, people are like, why do you believe in that Jesus guy? Your life is not good. You're experiencing failure. And we get defensive and we're like, no, he's good. And there's this argument that happens back and forth and then the crowd comes around and there's all of this interesting sort of drama that's happening in this story. 
And this drama is so rich and full that we get sucked into it. And so rather than us getting completely sucked into the drama here, I'm going to pop us out to the end of the story. You ready? So here we go. So, so we're in the midst of this. They're fighting. They're arguing. We know what they're fighting and arguing about. And we go all the way to the end of the story. And Jesus has, has, uh, has cast out this demon. And the disciples are following him into the house. And they're sort of moping. And they're like, Jesus, why couldn't we do that? And what does Jesus say to them? He says this really weird thing, right? He's like, this kind. So Jesus apparently has this, this whole, like, you know, this whole, whole like, kind of, uh, like, different demons of the world textbook someplace where he's like, okay, this kind cannot be cast out by anything but prayer, right? Is it, that, that's what he says. Uh, and, and so he says that thing, and then, you know, curtain comes down, and we're like, oh, well, I guess I know what that means, that if I, you know, encounter a demon who is causing epilepsy, I know how to handle that. I need to pray. Problem with that is, Jesus doesn't pray. <laughs> oh, so confusing, Jesus. So what does Jesus do? If you look back in the text, Jesus doesn't pray at all. Uh, Jesus addresses the demon specifically and personally, and he tells him to get out of Dodge. He says, get out of him. And the demon leaves. And in that, well, we, we have a, a little bit of dissonance. We have a little bit of a question. We have a little bit of a, well, okay, well, Jesus, why then at the end of this did you say this kind can only be uh, to getting rid of by prayer if you didn't pray? Uh, Jesus is addressing a demon. Normally when we pray, we're not addressing a demon. <laughs> we're, we're addressing God. And so what on earth could Jesus be talking about here? Well, we're going to rewind the tape a little bit further back, and we're going to actually find where the prayer is in all of this. And the prayer in all of this is the man, the man who's telling Jesus what's going on, the man who's saying, this is what I want you to do for me. Lord, I'm coming to you, and I, I have a request of you. And this request... I realize is based upon my faithfully asking for this, my believing that you can do this, which is prayer, right? Prayer is when we approach God in belief that he can do something for us and we ask him to do that thing that we believe that he can do. And he even adds on this. He's like, Lord, I, I don't do this well. <laughs> I, I believe. Help my unbelief. And he, he's like, I, I, I'm, I'm messing this prayer up. I don't even know how to pray. But I know how to ask you for something. And that's going to be my prayer. We even see that Jesus is like a little bit offended at his prayer. That, you know, Lord, if you can, can you please heal my son? And Jesus is like, if you can, who do you think I am? But how often, sometimes do our, our prayers probably <laughs> offend God where he's like, oh, ah, okay, yeah, I'll forgive that one too. 
And so all of that together, we, we kind of go, okay, well, then what are we supposed to take away from this reading? What are we supposed to take away from this narrative about Jesus who walks into this middle school locker room fight between his disciples and these scribes? And then he walks away and he's like, hey, if you want something, you should probably pray. Well, the big thing that I, I think we walk away from today is, well, it, it's not about you doing stuff. It's not about how well you do it. It's not about what you know to do. It's not about any of that stuff. You know, that's all of the stuff that the scribes knew. That's all of the stuff that the disciples knew. They had all of these sort of methods and theories and all of these different things that they could bring to this. And, and they all kind of knew what to do. And because they knew what to do, they were like, hey, I've got this. This is all about me. Right? I brought my boy to your son. I brought my boy to your disciples. And, uh, and because of that, the disciples felt like they were on the spot to do this stuff. The disciples thought it was their responsibility to heal the boy. And so they were trying all of this stuff, but it was all about them. And that can be an attractively dangerous place for us to go as Christians. It can be attractively dangerous for us to go into a place where we think that it's all about us. That when somebody comes to us with a problem, that it's all about us and what God has gifted us to do. And the resources that we have and the knowledge that we have and all of those things that we have. And we can start making it all about ourselves. But the problem with making it all about ourselves is that making it all about ourselves is this sin that's called idolatry the first commandment numero uno and we get it wrong so much of the time because we think the solutions to our problems lie within us and in this story Jesus gives us a moment of pause to say yes I've been given knowledge, I've been given resources, I've been given all sorts of great things that I can use in order to encounter this world. But I need to put those things under the one who created the world, under the one who gave me those talents, under the one who gave me those resources, under the one who gave me what I need. And so maybe if you feel like you're in that moment where you feel like I'm doing everything right, but nothing is working. Maybe there's a moment here where you go, well, maybe I need to stop and remember that there's somebody else that I can go to. There's somebody else who can actually help this situation. Instead of arguing with other people around me about what the right way is and if I have the right resources and whatever the dynamics of your problem are, maybe you need to just figure out that you're not God. And that you're thinking that you're God is a sin. But here's kind of the good news. Good news is, 
You're not God. (laughs) The rest of the good news is this. Jesus listens to this father. Jesus listens to him bumble through everything. Jesus listens to him, and the father comes to him, and he's like, oh, I don't know if you can. He, you know, he messes that up. He says, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. He does this weird paradoxical thing where he's not even sure where he's at. All of those things that we go, that's not a good prayer. Jesus doesn't care. What Jesus cares is that man came to the right person. And you can go to that right person too. You can go to God. You can say, I've got all of these burdens. I've got all of these things that are on my mind. I've got all of these sins that I commit over and over again. I've got all of this stuff that gets in my own way and I've been trying to heal it all by myself. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. And he hears you. And he acts. And responds. And so may you go out into this week knowing that you are not God. And you should try a little bit less to act like God, especially to yourself. But that you do know God. And you can cry out to him. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Amen. Thank you for listening to this media from University Lutheran Church and Student Center. To learn more and to get connected to other resources, please visit universitylutheranchurch.org. If you would like to financially support more media from University Lutheran, please visit our website and click the Give Now button, which will enable you to engage in the Christian discipline of giving tithes and offerings to God through His church. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord lift up his face upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Oh,